You are listening to the Give Me Five podcast, episode number 131. This is the Give Me Five podcast, a semi-entertaining show about very entertaining things. We talk about the pop culture, the nostalgia, the movies, and the musics. The musics. My name is Jimmy, and I'm joined by the Greg. Hello, the Jimmy. Hello, sir. And the Rob. Hi. I don't know why <laughs> I'm putting the in front of everything. You sound like Starfire from Teen from Titans Go. Teen Titans, yep. Oh, which is adorable on the show. Equally as adorable when you do it. And like if Starfire had a weird hobo beard. Yeah. <laughs> I'm into it. As this week, we're going to talk about a lot of television. So we've got what we do in the shadows. Season two Norseman, the new penny dreadful series city of angels, and our movie of the week, my choice is going to be the, as Greg says, the best martial arts film named after Miami, but not actually set in Miami at all. The 1988 kind of classic, depending on who you ask. No. Miami Connection. <laughs> I am so sorry. Yeah, so spoiler time. We are going to have spoilers. Uh, I like that movie, first of all. Uh, second of all, we try to avoid major, major twists that would ruin your enjoyment of the movie. But if you get angry about spoilers, don't come running to me with your complaining. Save it for your mama. We don't yeah. want it. Keep it in your pants. Yeah. Free entertainment here, guys. What? Free entertainment. I don't know. <laughs> well, it's free. I don't know how entertaining it is. I was not talking about that. I was talking about to keep it in your pants. What's in your pants is free. It's going to be one of those kind of episodes. Good to know. All righty then. Guys, I have got some news. There was a lot of news that came out this week considering that nothing else was going on. And I'm going to briefly kind of do like a, a quick question kind of thing with you guys. Okay. See what what your thoughts are. Uh, There's, of course, May the Fourth happened this past week. It did. So, of course, they did Revenge of the Fifth. Yeah. So we do the uh, May the Fourth be with you, Revenge of the Fifth, et cetera, et cetera. And one little bit of news that I saw is that Robert Rodriguez will be directing an episode of The Mandalorian. Awesome. Uh, His 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 quote. I'm truly humbled to say I've now had the very rare privilege of directing the biggest star in the universe. Is actually a tweet, not a quote. Along with a picture of baby Yoda or the child. Um, so, Jimmy, you think awesome. Rob, are you excited? Is it going to be the best episode of the season? Is it going to be... I don't know if it'll be the best episode of the season, but I'm looking forward to it because he's... he's. I love a lot of his work, but, I mean, they've done a great job on The Mandalorian so far. I'm just excited to see what they're going to come out with for season two. Yeah, Absolutely. Absolutely. Filming has wrapped on season two. 
uh, special effects are being put in probably a lot of the special effects they do while they're shooting so it, do they have a release date on it yet they did they did have one um it was it, i think October, it's the summer was it not i think they moved it up but i'm sure jubals will yell at us at some point about this so i thought they moved it back just because of all the crap going on but like closer to us but i think it was supposed to be october hmm. number two uh, Jimmy, prepare your best squealy voice. Taika Waititi, give me five podcast favorite, will be directing a new Star Wars movie. Uh, he's going to be... you, Jimmy. Yeah, he's squ- oh, he's oh, that that face. I never wanted to see Jimmy make that face again. You've seen <laughs> hey, it before. It looks I, like he just pleasured himself under the table. I, I, Jimmy I can know. only be so erect. I have no words. Um, I. No words. I I'm beyond excited for this. I'm beyond excited for him. I uh, couldn't be anyone more deserving or uh, or capable. I think. Mm-hmm. I don't know what it's going to be. I really hope we get to see lots of weird aliens and maybe some scoundrels. I don't give like a that. shit. It could be Luke uh, Luke Skywalker taking a dump for two hours. I'm in. Yep. I don't know that I'm in. <laughs> for that one okay well the uh episode he's co-writing the episode with uh christy wilson Cairns, who uh was up for an academy award for 1917 and also she wrote eight episodes of penny dreadful which we will uh, talk about in uh yes uh, a little bit which not the ep- she this, wrote the original series this episode is all circles it, so it actually is with- Another announcement, this was, I saw this, but it was also dropped in our Discord chat uh, by by Kerwin, I believe. Kerwin. Yeah. Yes, sir. Mentioned, uh, oh, no, I'm sorry. No, this was, uh, this was not Kerwin. Was, was Kerwin the Tiger King news? Kerwin did the Tiger King news. Ah, mm-hmm. we got lines crossed. Yes. Uh, Tiger King movie is going to star Nicolas Cage as uh, Joe Exotic himself. Excellent casting, by the way. So, uh, so what do you think, Jimmy? I, I'm still like, is this a joke? Um, he's going to take that role more seriously than Joe Exotic takes himself. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's Nicholas Cage. Uh, he's so, going to miss the point completely. Bitch, Carol Baskin. He's going to go completely method on it and actually buy like 50 tigers and then kill Carol Baskin just to prepare for. His yeah, <laughs> it, I'm concerned. Um, I'd actually be OK with that. You know, that bitch killed her husband. <laughs> oh, man, I don't I don't know about this. We'll see. I w- we'll see. I, I was kind of hoping for Danny McBride, although that was a little too on the nose. Uh, I'm I am a little worried that it'll be hard to see, like, you, you know, we like Mandy. I think I think Danny McBride could end up being the campaign manager or one of the uh, one of the guys who works at the park. Yeah, maybe. There's some. There's a lot of people that would be pretty good. So, but anyway, uh, okay. The very uh, last... it was Kerwin who posted that, that news. Yes, okay. Demolition Man Two, um, in the works. So, yeah. so that was the other la- the last thing. It was Ker- Kerwin did it. also Alec did it. Alec well. and Alec and. Kerwin, yes. Yeah. Uh, so I uh, mentioned Demolition Man in the chat. Uh, Demolition Man 2, Sylvester Stallone has been working on a sequel. What do you think there? Excited? Not excited? Could care less? 
I'm excited. I really enjoyed the first one. Yeah. Yeah, it was uh no, actually, sorry. Judge Dredd was the first rated R movie I ever saw in the theater. Um and then I saw Demolition Man as well. Um hopefully that means we'll get more futuristic Taco Bells and we will uh get an actual line of uh Demolition Man themed bath products. Yeah, I'm okay with that. That that's my thing. They've they have done a couple of these like modernized uh, sci-fi movies like Total Recall and RoboCop. Recently, they all sucked because they got rid of the point of the movie and just filled it with explosions and special effects and things like that. So I am worried well, about the Judge that. Dredd remake was pretty. pretty well, that was odd. yeah, that was that was the awesome. Dread remake was was far better than the original. Yes, fucking like top of the pops, mate. Yeah. But I'm referring to what? some of the other ones. I don't know what that was. Part British, dude. Comes out every once in a while. That's what my people say. Comes out your ass, maybe. Wow. You come out of asses. Children. The one thing I do not want them to do, and I'm going to say this now, because this might play a part into something a little bit later. They better not do a wink, wink, nod, nod to the three sh- seashells. That's a thing. Let it be. Do not try to explain it. It's better left alone. And some idiot writer is going to try to explain it or try to throw it in there somehow. Don't. It was I, I'd be okay it was with, with a nod like they're just sitting there and you walk by them. And you're like, oh, mm-hmm. oh, oh, oh. like, that's fine. Or there's a fight in a bathroom and someone grabs one of them and smashes them. Like on stab somebody in the butt with a seashell. Or, or even, even at some point he still goes, I still don't get it. You know? Yeah, like just walks out of the bathroom. You don't even see no, it. I still don't he, get it. He walks out of the bathroom and goes, I still don't get it. And he lifts his hands up and they're just all smudged with doo-doo. <laughs> Dripping with water. Okay, that's that's my news. What you got, Jimmy? I have a little bit of news as well. I got a really uh, again, surprise email today. There's a new Midnight album coming out on July 10th. um there's a track available right now. It's called Deep Blue. It is uh it's phenomenal. It is it's, really good. It's yeah. no more vocoder. No, well, I mean, at least for this, um there's you know, Tyler Lyle has is such a wonderful um wild voice, almost like Chris Martin of Coldplay. Um anyway, it's just an it's 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 just raw and it's beautiful and um, there's saxophone in it as well. So, uh, what the entire last album was missing. So that's very excited. Check out, uh, their pre-orders, some very, very cool stuff on there. Uh, next week, Mark Hamill will be, um, co-starring on an episode of what we do in the shadows. Ooh. As yes. talked about previously, Mark Hamill, huge fan of Taika Waititi. And I bet he is, uh, just hoping that he can reprise his role as a Jedi Master in the Taika Waititi film. Can't wait to see those two work together. And going out on some sad news here, one of the original founding members of the electronic, iconic group Kraftwerk has passed away. Mm-hmm. Uh, dead at 73 years old, Florian Schneider. 
Uh, I, I don't believe he was touring with the. He was not. He he had not. Um, he really didn't have a lot of contact with the band for several years, but uh, no doubt the influence on electronic music. Uh, really, one of the founding fathers, godfathers of the genre, has passed away. It's a, a sad day. Uh, the influence uh, will live on for eternity, for sure. Also, one of my iconic coaches from my childhood passed away this week, too. I don't know. Don Shula died at yes. 90. Don Shula. Uh, take some comfort in reading that he passed away peacefully. Mm-hmm. Um, as as the article said, so yes, very very sad to hear as well, Rob. Big, very big around South Florida. Obviously, the coaching stuff. He was also very uh, influential in the South Florida area for many many years with restaurants mm-hmm. and charity events and other such things. Got to meet him twice, actually. Oh yeah, yeah. When I, when I worked for the radio station, I did the Dan Marino uh, retirement ceremony. Oh, and I was working security for that, so I got to meet him and Dan, and Dan Marino and. Uh, John Elway and Jim Kelly and the other quarterback drafted that year. Uh, and then I got to meet him at his facility when we were working on an ad campaign. Is that Jim Kelly? No, no, no. The, there was another quarterback that actually, I think he went to the Jets. Oh. Was in, was a class of 84, I think. Test of Verde. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it doesn't matter. Yeah. Cool. So I just mentioned uh, Florida. Yes. Well, uh, Rob, do you have any other news? Oh, yeah. yeah. No, no. I mean, we we hit quite a few topics today on news. So, but is there is there some news from the lovely state of Florida, Jimmy? Absolutely, there always is, ladies and gentlemen. It is time for the segment of the show that we call WTF. Uh, not only does that stand for what the fuck, but it also stands for Welcome to Florida. Now, the subject of this Tony Eason. Sorry. Tony Eason. That was going to keep me awake. Uh, certainly it's that. And not- Someday one of you listeners out there is going to win a trivia contest because of us. And we get at least 25 of your free wings that you win. Yes, so this uh, happened on April 30th, Mr. Richard McGuire. I'm going to give the story away when when I tell you where he was arrested. Now, he is not from Florida, but this happened in Florida. And it's a very WTF. Uh, He was arrested in Lake Buena Vista (laughs) on April 30th. Now, Mr. Richard McGuire was arrested for trespassing. Uh, and you guys know where (laughs) I do. I have a feeling I do. I think it might've been discovery Island. It was discovery Island guys. If you're sitting there going WTF is that I don't blame you because discovery Island was a, uh, an attraction at Walt Disney world, uh, closed in 1999, but opened in 1974 as treasure Island. And it's in 11. Can you believe it's 11.5 acres? Wow, that much it's kind of yeah. It's uh, 
kind of hard to tell when you're on the monorail by the contemporary. Uh, it looks really small, but the um, the island housed uh, it was basically Animal Kingdom before Animal Kingdom was built, right? Mm-hmm. Is, that, is that where it is? It's in the. I didn't realize that's where it it's was. In, it's in the middle of the lake. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, I didn't. I never knew that. It does not look that big. Um, but he, uh, yeah. So there are. Uh, it's largely still intact, only damaged by the passage of time and some hurricanes that have come through. Um, Nineteen ninety nine. All the animals were relocated to Animal Kingdom. Uh, when that was open, but the buildings were left there, and that is where Mr. McGuire was sleeping, or camping, rather. He uh, claimed to authorities that he had no idea that what he was doing was illegal. He was just camping in what he stumbled across and found to be a tropical paradise. Now, uh, I... Didn't notice the monorail (laughs) track, didn't notice the... Didn't the, the notice the monorail boat. somehow got got there um, several years ago. A uh, semi-famous YouTuber, uh, Adam the Woo, uh, was um, banned from entering the Disney parks. It's the uh, former member of the punk group Less Than Jake. Um he has since been allowed to return, but Mr. McGuire was banned for life. Uh, he claimed he did not notice the trespassing signs or gates. Now, I find really interesting, he was uh, he was discovered while using a company boat. Now, in what capacity, I don't know, but uh, surely he didn't think something was wrong with that. Uh, doesn't look like an absolute crazy person, but uh, I applaud his efforts um, as uh, well, I would love to do that. And he was, from what I understand, he was discovered because uh, security saw the boat on the shoreline mm-hmm. of the island. And they were just searching around for whoever it was that had the boat. And, you know, they finally found him. And it's like, was it was it a big boat or was it like a canoe or something? That I don't know, but if you think about it, as many times as as, as you've been there, I've been there. I've only ever seen those little like shore patrol boats. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm like, did he hotwire it? You know, it, it could have been a little. I don't know. I'm sure they have little canoes somewhere. Yeah, when when I initially heard the story, I thought it was because he had like taken his own canoe out there or whatever, and it just kind of like paddled over to the thing. And I'm like, you just saved yourself a whole lot of trouble if you'd have just pulled it up onto the island with you yeah. and hit it so that people weren't seeing the canoe or mm-hmm. whatever it was you got there in. Well, I applaud you, sir. Um, didn't really didn't harm anyone, didn't harm any animals. So, uh, but he will never. I, uh be allowed to go to Disney again. When I first saw that story, the headline was like man arrested for camping. Oh my gosh. Jimmy. I was wondering which one of my friends it was going to be. There was like a 50, 50 chance that it was someone that listens to this show or that I've come, that I've come across because we actually have a former student that goes in and does YouTube and Instagram stuff with abandoned locations. And I was very, I was like, oh, I, I was, I wish I could remember what, uh, what name he goes by, 
but I don't want to throw him under the bus by using his real name. But anyway, I was wondering if it was going to be someone we knew. Yes. And then I looked and I was like, nope. Unfortunately, not myself. Yeah. Well, thank you, Jimmy. I should have realized that was going to be the weird Florida story when we discussed it earlier this week. Uh, let's get into our regular topics. Let's do it. And I feel like we've been a little remiss in not mentioning our favorite show from the past year, having a season two. Well, see, uh, I know myself, I've been letting it marinate, you know, waiting to talk about it when the time is appropriate, but uh, we've already mentioned it once this episode, so let's talk about the first few episodes. Yes, what we do in the shadows. What we do in the shadows. Echo, echo. Uh, season two came out on April 15th. Uh, they've had four episodes. They did two episodes the first week and then they've had two other ones. In fact, there is probably one speaking of marinating. It is marinating on my DVR right now because there's an episode tonight, I think. But anyway, uh, it is on FX or whatever streaming service you use. I think you can get to it. Uh, starring of course, the regular cast from last year, Kayvon Novak, Matt Berry, Natasha Dimitriou, who's fantastic. Oh, Harvey yeah. Guillen, Harvey Guillen, who is having a very strong season this year. <laughs> Gizmo. Very strong. Yes. Oh, and God. Mark Proksh, the uh, the emotional vampire. Uh, he's not, you guys do oh, not. Hold on. He's Sorry, not an emotional vampire. He's an energy vampire. Oh, he's an energy vampire. Yes. yes. He's not like an emo. He's exhausting to speak to or, yeah, to speak to. Yeah. So he's me, basically. Uh. The synopsis, if you look, I, there's a regular synopsis, which basically says a look into the daily or rather nightly lives of three vampires who have lived together for over 100 years on Staten Island. The show is basically one of those office style shows with the, the camera crew hanging mm-hmm. out with people and it's hanging out with some vampires and it is hilarious and dark and you have to pay attention to everything. We've talked about it a bunch. I think it was at least two of our favorite shows last year completely. And... um the what have you thought about the four episodes this season? Uh, I can say some are better than others, but there's only four out. Um, there's been, they're all funny. There's just some that are a lot funnier than others. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I think, um, like maybe so there was the there was the one with the with the necromancer just to. It was the necromancer one, the one where they find they have the seance and find their ghosts, mm-hmm. this, which this, was hilarious. That was my favorite one too so far. Yeah, I there wasn't was a huge curse. fan of the superb owl. The curse was funny. It yeah. got funny. Yeah, and then the the superb owl one. So, uh, why why were you not as much of a fan of the superb owl one, which was obviously Super Bowl party, but. I don't, I, I just, the setting was, was really different. Oh, you know why? Cause the super, superb owl joke is tired. That's exactly why I didn't like it. It's like, and it may, and they had to be so stupid to not, if they, even if you could care less about football and you've been, and you're only awake at night, you're going to know what a Super Bowl is. Yeah. That was, I was like, I now they know. tried to play it off with the energy vampire trying to convince them that it was actually a superb owl. But well, no, the, that, he was he was like, no, it's a football game, but they won't listen to me. 
Well, they did like one little cutaway where he said it at first. He's like, yeah, I basically let it happen because it was going to, I think it was going to like charge him up more or something like yeah. that. But the, the ghost one was hilarious. The, so oh, man. The, Laszlo's ghost, his unfinished <laughs> deed. <laughs> so wow. I, I'm, I'm just going to do, a, yeah, we'll do a quick thing on this and then we'll move on. The ghost episode, they, since they're vampires, they did in fact die. So they do a seance and basically they find all of their ghosts who have their unfinished business. And each of them are going to try to help the business. So like, so Laszlo's, I believe Laszlo died while in the midst of having sex. So he never finished. So he never finished. That was his unfinished business. And the only person that could help him was his uh, living self. Well, undead self, I believe. Yes, undead self. So you don't see him for a while, and then when you come back, there is, uh, well... Ectoplasm. Everywhere. <laughs> everywhere. It was, it was glorious. And they're like, oh, and they're, they're all asking, like, so, what, uh, what, what was your unfinished business? They're like, ah, I don't want to get into it. So it was, it was good. The, the, that episode cracked me up, yeah. as did the Resurrection one. Um, um, I do love the little subplot with uh, what uh, Guillermo actually is. Yes. Yep. We, we leave it at that, but it, it does involve, and I think there are a lot of celebrities, a lot of actors and actresses clamoring to be on the show uh, to work mm-hmm. with Jemaine Clement, Taika Waititi. Uh, so far, we've got cameos by Craig Robinson. Um, Haley Joel Osment. Haley Joel Osment, Benedict Wong, and yep. next week, Mark Hamill, who stars yep. as an ancient vampire who has, well, a score to settle with Laszlo cannot wait yeah that would be that's tonight oh wait is that tonight next week that's or is the it... 13th okay so a couple of days after this recording rob you are up tell us about the Northman vikings oh north norsemen <laughs> um have either of you seen or heard anything about this series i, I... saw it pop up on my uh, suggested watch list, and um, I, I well, still have yet to get to it. It looks fun. okay. So, so Norseman is actually a Norwegian television show that Netflix picked up. So they they Netflix bought it, and they're they're putting it on Netflix. But it is airing in Norway currently. They're airing season three. And which means Netflix probably won't get it for another year. So it first aired in October of 2016, and then it was first released on Netflix in August of 2017. So the se- the season's uh, uh, delay about a year. Mm. Uh, the showrunner for this is uh, I'm going to butcher <laughs> I'm going to butcher like all of these. By the way, I'm I'm going to be Greg tonight. But the showrunner is John Ivor Helgacher and yep. Jonas Torgerson. All right. Jonas, I believe. Jonas Torgerson. And it stars Nils Jorgen Kallstad, Kar Konradi, Silji Torp, Trond Falsa Arvog, Henrik Mestad, mm. Marian Sastad Ottensen, oh. John Oygarden, Christine yeah. Reese, Bjorn Myring. Um, basically, the show is about Viking life at the end of the 8th century. But the show is essentially Vikings meets Monty Python meets Game of Thrones. 
Nice. Huh. It is it is sold. Ab- absolutely ridiculous. It's really I I mean, I enjoyed it. I thought it was really funny. The first season was good. We watched the second season. I made the mistake of of getting some information accidentally. So the second season got a little long in the tooth. Um there are currently two seasons available on Netflix. Like I said, the third season is coming out. I don't know that I will watch the third season. I mean, I guess I could, but... And what's interesting about this show is that it's actually filmed in both Norwegian and English. So they shoot both scenes. They do one scene in Norwegian, and then they shoot the same scene again in English. So you've got the same actors acting the same parts, doing the same roles, and actually speaking both languages. Um, there's a lot of, a lot of subtle, a lot of not so subtle jokes. They've got a ton of pop culture references, which are always funny whenever you, you know, whenever you see Vikings talking about them, um, like the, the most recent one that, that, that jumps to mind is one of the guys is talking about their home village, Norheim. And he's like, yes, we'll make Norheim great again. And I was like, Oh God. Okay. So that, and they just, they just work them all into the Viking mythos really well. Um, now my issue and the reason I may not continue to watch this is they've kind of painted themselves into the corner and they've kind of screwed up. Oh, and when I say they kind of screwed up, what I mean is, is they killed off probably the most favorite character of most people who watch the show. Yeah, that, the always, of, that always goes well at the mm. end of the set. So not only did they kill the character, they very likely killed the show. Because a, a lot of what I've seen is people saying, I have no reason left to watch this show. I'm not going to watch the next season. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to watch the next season. People are pissed that they killed off this character. Um, was that story-based, or did the actor want to go somewhere else? I It seemed like it was story-based, because they kind of led up to it. Um, now, there's there's some theories that because it's, it's Vikings, the character could come back in a certain capacity. I don't want to ruin it too much, but... Um, I'm kind of thinking that they did paint themselves into a corner because the third season is they, they've decided to do a prequel season as opposed to continuing the story. So I think they've kind of painted themselves into a corner and they have no idea where to go. So instead they decided to, they were like, oh, well, you know, we had a bunch of, um, uh, dangling questions from the first two seasons that we figured we'd go back and answer now. It's like, why didn't you just do that to begin with? So they're doing essentially a season zero as the third season. You know what I mean? So they're doing a prequel to season one. Then they're doing season two because they have no idea where to go because nobody really wants to watch the show anymore. Hmm. So, I mean, did I enjoy the show? Yes, I enjoyed the show. But given where the second season ended, I certainly couldn't recommend... Let me ask you this. If you had known how Game of Thrones was going to end, would you have would you have spent so much time watching all of the seasons? If I, if you had known how disappointing it, the ending was going to be? If I knew how bad the ending was going to be? That's the question. I think I would have, but I wouldn't have been as invested. I I wouldn't have watched it the second it came on. I, right. I would have, but I would have been less. All right, nobody fucking talk at all. I would have been like, all right, well, whatever. You know, it's just, it's there. I mean, we, we made a, a, you know, a lot of fun out of it the, the last season. 
uh, going over to people's houses and everything. It became a, a fun weekly event. I, I would have mm-hmm. cared a lot less, I guess. Yeah. And I think that's essentially where we're at with, with uh, Vikings. Now, I will say that it does have a lot of rave reviews. I, I, I read a bunch of reviews today. Um, and it, it's got a fairly high score. But when I went and one of the things I always do is I check out like the negative reviews because I want to see what what the detractions are. And the 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 negative reviews really, I felt, revealed more about the pretentious nature and the ignorance of the reviewer more so than they did the show. Like like some of the quotes from the reviews were it's a it's another disappointing Netflix comedy machine. Well, first of all, Netflix didn't create this. They just mm-hmm. they just picked it. Up. It was yeah, yeah, it, was it wasn't like anything that Netflix had anything to do with. Like, all right, well, whatever you yeah. say is a moot point. Um, one of the other ones was actually I was looking for a show like Vikings, and I'm like, well, you probably should have done a little research first because other than the fact that it's got Vikings in it, this is not Vikings. Um, Vikings talking in 21st century lingo. Well, yeah, that's kind of the charm. It's kind of what makes it funny. Not historically accurate. Well, no shit. Um, and then, and then probably my favorite one or the one that I was like, really, bro? Is, you know, so, some guy was like, the fact that people like this only shows the lack of intelligence and wit of the average person. I'm like, Okay, Mr. Pretentious, come down off your high horse. Yeah, the fact you're, that you took know, some time to go onto a website and write that shows that you're a douche canoe. Exactly, exactly. I mean, I don't know that I would rate it a high 10. I mean, I saw a lot of people saying that it was absolutely brilliant. Having watched both seasons, I'd give it a solid 6, 7, something like that. But, you know, I mean, I enjoyed it. I thought it was funny. I'd check it out. Uh, uh, quick question. Uh, mm-hmm. How many episodes is each season? Six. Okay. How long is each episode? 30 minutes. Digest. 15 hours. Good enough. Sign me up. Go check it out. Very cool. Um, I'll have to give it a shot. I think, Jimmy, you have to watch it because if, if any of you guys out there ever run into us and get one of our business cards, uh, it does state uh, that he is 20% Viking. Not anymore. Yeah, it was an error, but I was very excited about it and I put it on our business card. Our business card is one of those like baseball card style. Uh, you know, mistakes that's worth something now. Okay, Jimmy, I'm going to ask a couple questions for you again. Penny Dreadful, I know you watched all of the other series and enjoyed it. I did as well. When you saw there was going to be a new Penny Dreadful called City of Angels, did you have concerns? Uh, More excitement than concerns. Really? Yes. I was actually very concerned because every time a show starts delving into Los Angeles. Uh, I love Los Angeles. I've traveled to Los Angeles as much as I can. I visited Rob in Los Angeles once. I do enjoy the city. Dirty. But my problem is, and for example, True Detective season two was one of the things, a, a lot of times California and Los Angeles stuff is a little stuck on the fact that it's California and Los Angeles stuff. And I like there's a bit a lot of movies and stuff like that that just go there. Uh, what are some of them like uh, La La Land? Uh, the player was everyone's like, oh, it's so good. And it was like three hours of like agents and crap. Eh. Anyway, I was a little worried. So Penny Dreadful City of Angels, it was released on April 26, 2020. 
It is on Showtime. I believe they had a free version of episode one on YouTube, you said, Jimmy? They, well, it's, you know, you can find it through their website um, if you search for, you know, Penny of, Dread- Penny of Dreadful. Penny Dreadful, City of Angels, first episode. It is censored, so you don't get to see naked dead people, but it stars the Gladiator, Sweeney Todd, the Aviator. That is not what it stars. Oh, so the showrunner, I looked it up. It was John Logan. I, I oh, okay. this, this is jumping ahead of myself, which I very John much enjoyed this show. Gladiator Logan. Yes. So I was like, man, this is really well written. What else did this guy write? He wrote Gladiator, as Jimmy said, Sweeney Todd, Aviator, Skyfall, The Last Samurai, and An Any Given Sunday, which is AGS. I wrote there. Uh, starring oh, Natalie Dormer, speaking of Game of Thrones. Uh, now, yeah, see this. This whole episode is like circular. Who? Uh, Daniel Zavato, who yeah. looked really familiar. Did you the the lead cop guy? Did you notice that he looked familiar? Uh, no, I did not. No, so, like I was like, why do I know this guy? And it turns out he's in Don't Breathe, and it follows. Uh, Michael Gladys, Nathan oh. Lane, is in it as well. Uh, and we'll talk about Nathan Lane in a moment. The whole story. Go ahead. I was going to say, you said we'll talk about him in a moment. Once he starts talking, I'm like, no. Is that? For Nathan. Really? It's Yep. I mean, he looks like him, but once he starts talking, I'm like, wow. Uh, yeah, okay, so we're on the same page. Yeah. So the, the synopsis of this whole show is, uh, when a grisly murder shocks Los Angeles in 1938, Detective Tiago Vega and his partner, Louis Mishner, Come embroiled in an epic story that reflects the rich history of the city. Lewis Missioner is Nathan Lane's character. Jimmy started talking about it, so let's talk about that right now, man. Yeah, I range. was shocked. Range. Yes. So if I was told to cast a hard-boiled 1930s detective that is... I don't want to see he's racist. He's kind of towing the line because he has to. Yeah. And and kind of, you know, fed up with the people around him and defending things, but not quite making a scene. Like, be, being honest for that day. Nathan Lane would not have been my first choice. At you mean you wouldn't all. pick Timon? I would not pick Timon. Mm-hmm. The last thing I saw Nathan Lane in was uh, was Community as one of, like, the, the flamboyant gay friends of, the, of uh, Cam and Mitch. And I saw him, like, that guy looks like Nathan Lane. And he started talking. I was like, damn. And he is good. Like, super, super likable. Super good. Yeah, yeah. very likable. Uh, yeah, I mean, this show for the first episode is so well acted. It's uh, it's beautiful. Um, yes, it reflects the rich history of the city, which... Uh, uh, not can, can I tell in a quick, yeah, very vague uh, Nathan Lane's let me finish that thought real quick. Okay. It's a, it's a we'll rich history, but uh, it's not a comfortable one for for the um, you know, the, the time period that this takes place in. It's pre World War II, uh, racial tensions are building. Um, it, let's say they're coming to a head, um, not only globally but very much in the city of los angeles where uh the mexican residents are being pushed out of the way as the city uh 
grows, expands, uh, even, you know, gentrifies. Um, mm-hmm. And the lead detective in our story, our hero, Tiago Vega, is uh, caught between two worlds. Yeah. Um, so he is a he is a, a Mexican American mm-hmm. who becomes a police officer, and all of his Mexican very, family very racist police department. Yeah. So all of the people in his family hate him because he's a police officer. All of the police officers hate him because he's Mexican. Mm-hmm. And it's Not it's an interesting dynamic. In his family. Like, well. His mom is okay. His brother's uh, angry. Yeah, he's angry. He's like, "Why are you doing this? You know, you you should be, uh, you know, representing and defending us." While his mother's like, "Oh, you're just mad because your brother made it." Kind of deal. It's uh, it's a uh, it's a fine, fine line. Yeah. Now, as this is trying to walk. Yeah. Now, as this uh, whole thing is based on what is called a penny dreadful, which I always forget that that's actually penny. Like you spend a penny and get a story back in 19th century. I always was like, who's penny dreadful in this back in the day, like when the first series was out. Yeah. Uh, as it's based on that, you would think, okay, there has got to be some sort of supernatural thing. And there is, and that's where Natalie Dormer comes in. Yes. Uh, so any, any of the characters that are doing something evil or sadistic or whatever, or, even someone that is convinced to shoot somebody or something like that is being whispered to by um, Magda, who is Natalie Dormer's character, who's like shape-shifting, kind of devil-on-your-shoulder type character. And the opening sequence basically has a group of um, far- like farm workers getting burnt alive by her. And one of the people that survives happens to be this police officer. So he is witness to... Her. He actually has seen her, so he and his mom is um, very into supernatural type stuff. So that's where a lot of the supernatural stuff comes from. The murder is obviously very supernatural, as it is. Um, you didn't see the bodies, then, did you? I didn't see them naked. They were naked, very, very naked. Oh, as naked is as Rob is right now, right now. The waist. I'm pretty sure they had uh, pentagrams carved on their chest. Yeah, they're like they're in one of those um, Los Angeles, the Los Angeles River kind of basins, like where where there was inevitably a Terminator two trying to kill John Connor, uh, and these bodies were lined up. So that's the big murder they're trying to solve. Um, the Terminator murder. Yes, the Terminator murders. It was weird that it was nineteen thirty and they were killed by a Terminator. Uh, but it's it's really good. I've I've enjoyed the first two episodes very much. Anyway, um, I enjoyed it very much. There's one little bit of history that that we that you mentioned the freeways thing. I found this really interesting. We forget a few things. One, that the Nazi Party was around long before World War II, and that there were actual Nazis in America mm-hmm. as an as a party. Um, they held a giant rally in Madison Square Garden, famously. So there were Nazis that had infiltrated um, parts of the government and were basically saying, "Please stay out of our business." don't come over here and doing things like that. So there's, they show that Two, One of the reasons why the freeway system absolutely sucks in Los Angeles, other than the fact there's way too many people there is because they basically built the freeways only on the poor, poor parts of town. 
And any time, and if you look back at the plans, the freeway system would have been better if they didn't do that. And they built it on the richer parts of town or through the richer parts of town. But every t- single time those plans came up, they got diverted and got put right over top of the, the, the poorer tenements, which is one of the little backstories in this. But it's historically accurate. And people have basically been paying for that um, uh, racism ever since, which I find very, very interesting when you when you look at the history behind it. So watch it. It's really good. That's it. I don't know that that particular instance was racism. I think that was more uh, uh, money and influence. Classism or. uh, Yeah. Yeah, money and influence. Yeah. People buying influence. Yeah. It's probably not wrong. It is uh it's a little bit of both, we'll probably say. Mm-hmm. Only because the poor the poorer class was was largely minorities, but there were there were plenty yeah. of there were plenty of poor whites then too. So, yeah, like uh, sharecroppers back right. then. So it it had less to do I think it had less to do with race and more to do with economic status. Everyone's been at home. They should just reroute the freeway now. Exactly. Just building. Um, Put people to work. Incredibly yes. well acted. Uh, Natalie Dormer is phenomenal in this, as is everyone. Uh, Even with the weird hair as the little assistant lady. Yeah. Um, she plays so many different characters. So many different characters that influence so many other characters as Magda. Um I, I, I'm, I'm gonna have to figure out some way to Showtime have a monthly dealio. I mean, I'm gonna have to have to watch it. Um, yeah, maybe the the first episode really set the tone for how it's gonna be, and there is a, uh, a shocking conclusion to the first episode, which um, I, when it started to happen, I was like, oh no, oh mm-hmm. no, there's nothing you can do to stop that. And it happened, and holy shit, um, shit got real, real, real quick. So um, it's going to be a hell of a ride. Mm -hmm. And uh, we do see, um, at least so far, one character uh, who starred in the first incarnation of the series. Oh, who's that? That is the uh, doctor, the German doctor. Oh. He played uh, Frankenstein's monster. Yep. He also had sex with a pig. And in real life, Mirror. not even in the show. It was just something he did. Yes, Black Mirror. Uh, same guy. Nice. Okay, Jimmy. And got talking about actors that have been in a bunch of things, talking about actors that are never going to be invited to be in anything ever again. What is our movie of the week? Our movie of the week is one that I picked um, really because I've heard so much about it. To torture us. I'd never seen it all the way through. And <laughs> Good. there's probably a reason uh, for that. Mm. <laughs> So that movie starring ninjas, cocaine, and YK Kim is Miami Connection, originally premiered at eight theaters in Orlando. It was 
uh, horrendous. A a a, a, a a Led Zeppelin of a launch, um, and and not the rock band. It, I I don't even know if there's a word stronger than than bombed. I mean, it was a complete failure, uh, critically, and it it Hindenburg. It it sure did. Um, to keep up with the Zeppelin reference. Yes, very, very good, very well done. Uh, director Y.K. Kim himself was convinced that the movie would be packing theaters across the world. Uh, <laughs> it, it certainly did not. It nearly bankrupted him. Uh, Grandmaster Y.K. Kim, as he is now, um, is a very successful man. We are very happy for his success. Um Maybe not so much for his acting skills. The movie was bought by a uh, programmer at Alamo Draft House, um, 2009 on eBay. Uh, I guess the original f- footage, and it was re-released after negotiations with YK Kim in 2012. And his since is it like a VHS tape or something? Something. It was an original copy. He got in touch with YK Kim. YK Kim dismissed him. He was like, there's no way somebody wants to re-release this. Like you're messing with me. Everybody hated this movie. It's in my past now. Um, but it has since gained some kind of cult following for some reason. Um, and those I are good reasons directed by Wu Sang Park and YK Kim starring YK Kim, Vincent Hirsch, Joseph Diamond, Maurice Smith, and a whole bunch of uh, Taekwondo students or Taekwondo. Yes. Um, The story goes, a martial arts rock band known as Dragon Sound goes up against a band of against the ninja. They go against the ninja, (laughs) a band of motorcycle ninjas who have tightened their grip on Florida's narcotics trade. Now, this movie, uh, what do we say? Initial thoughts. Uh, Y.K. Kim made this movie with a a pure heart. Uh, Well, someone contacted Y.K. Kim to make the movie. Wu-Sang Park saw Y.K. Kim on a TV show mm -hmm. and asked him to make the movie. So Y.K. Kim was part of it, but he wasn't as part of it as people would be led to believe. Uh, at the point that he made this movie, he had only seen six movies ever in his entire life. That was one of the, so he had seen six movies. I have no idea what those six movies were. He also never saw anyone play the guitar. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Uh, my thoughts on this one. I think I like this more than you two based on your chittering. This is the third time I've seen this movie. Third and Why? third and multiple other little times because um, I'm pretty sure I showed parts of it to my wife because of the fact that it, part of it is filmed at UCF, mm-hmm. very cl- very close to where her office is, so you can actually see it. Well, her office not so much because it wasn't built yet, but um, I'm pretty sure that uh, you could see parts. Just of Just the big UCF on their shirts, like UCF was like, all right, you can film here, but you got to wear all our shit. I don't even think they said that. UCF was very different back then. It was um, very a much smaller commuter school at the time. But I definitely have parked in the parking lot where they uh, 
which looks exactly the same where they had the initial fight. Um, in fact, I parked there for one of our one of our friends uh, art shows that they did there. The weird initial fight for no reason. Yeah, it's like what the. I heard you're talking to my sister. <laughs> like, mm. Yeah. She yep. says, this is my friend. And he says, oh, yeah. And he punches him in the face. <laughs> I was like, what the fuck? Yeah, it was weird. Actually, that's how I he met goes, Rob's brother. Hey, I've heard very good things about you. And he sticks his hand out and he punches him in the face. Yeah, that's <laughs> how I met Rob's brother, too. I, I was Rob's like, oh, this is my friend, Greg. And then Rob's brother punched me in the face. All right. So you've seen this at least three times. Why? Yes. Exactly. Uh, because well, one because and what's hilarious is Jimmy picked this movie. One because <laughs> I was like, it's got cocaine and ninjas, and if you look at the trailer, some dude gets his head chopped off, and it's gory, and it just looks like it's gonna be badass. And the poster looks awesome. But it, okay, so the I saw garbage. it because you made me the third time. The second time I watched it wasn't all that long ago, although I didn't really remember that I'd watched it that second time, but I watched it because I had listened to a podcast talk about it. Mm-hmm. And um, so that was the first, actually, I'm sorry, that was the first time I watched it. The second time I watched it was because of Rift Tracks does a Rift Tracks does a mystery science theater kind of thing with it. So I watched mm-hmm. it with riffing. So, yeah, but that's still watching it. And because I, Believe it. I believe you could actually watch it on okay, like no, Hulu or something. You watched people make fun of it for the entire duration of the film. That was the second time, correct? Okay, that's better than actually watching. Yeah, it. yeah. fair enough. We can let that one slide. What about your guys' initial thoughts? <laughs> I was like, hmm. what, the, what is this shit? <laughs> I mean, you've got you've got ninjas. For no reason in Miami that are coming up to Orlando and yeah, and I'm like, what? What do they have to do with why? Why are these guys up here now complaining with the or fighting with the Dragon Sound people? And why do the Taekwondo students have it? Well, I guess I, that's not a terrible thing. The Taekwondo students just deciding to get together and have a band, but I'm like, what? The whole subplot with him finding his father. I was like, what? Oh, man. <laughs> Who's his father looked younger than YKM. <laughs> that, was, that was the the actual line, though. Didn't YK Kim say that? He, he, like, said a line where he was like, who his father looked like who? I was like, what did? What did he say <laughs> when he first saw the picture? I was like, oh, my God. Yeah. The dialogue in this movie was so horrendous. It's so bad. Uh, and the black guy walks around for half the movie without his shirt on. I don't know why. Jim, without his shirt on and his pants unbuttoned. Yeah, Jim's pants are always unbuttoned. <laughs> 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 what the fuck is going on? Was he the one also that... No, he was not the one that was only wearing a towel in one of the the no, more no, dramatic was parts. The mustache guy. I just called mustache, like guy. mustache. Yeah. 
Um, uh, Mr. Joseph for, Diamond, for no reason, for no reason, in the middle of it, we we pulled a Rudy on the front lawn. Like we decided to like Rudy this guy on the front lawn, oh, yeah. where everybody picks him up and carries him around on their shoulders because he gets What's to meet like, his father. He gets, like, uh, what? He gets a letter in the mail uh, with a picture of his father that says his father's alive and wants to meet him. So they all Rudy, Rudy, my uh, father, my father. I thought I found my father. Oh my god! Is how he acts it out. Almost a little better than what I just did. Just like that. Um, yeah. yeah. And they carry him off into the whatever. And then, and then, like, every scene that he was in, YK Kim was, like, really creepily, like, touching everybody and trying to be concerned and shit. I'm like, what is he, what is he doing? Why, why is he touching it? Like, he feels awkward and he's, like, reaching out and just, like, touching so, people because he's... Th- all right, look, look, it's the same way... If you guys go back and watch Bizarre Foods with Andrew Zimmern, mm-hmm. I love the show. I love him, but he's always touching people. He's always got his hand on somebody's shoulder or on somebody's back or something. And it's the same way with YK Kim in this movie. He's just... Right, but but it's not like it's a Richard Dawson kind of scenario because, yeah, he's touching him, but he looks like he's touching them because he has no idea what else to do. Like, he's standing there with a blank look on his face, just like, I will, okay, the, let me <laughs> like, put my hand on your shoulder. Yes, um, I was like, I just ate a nacho! Oh. <laughs> I'm going to rub your back so you don't... Yes, I rub your back. Pat your back so you don't get heartburn. Um, <laughs> the... Opening scene, I, I, there are ninjas jumping around. They are um, what I what one could you know assume that they're breaking up a drug shipment. They're doing the right thing, but they straight murder a shit ton of dudes on the docks and take mm-hmm. their cocaine. Um, mm-hmm. And then our uh, our first biker scene, the song. Do we ever see the Do we ever see the cocaine again? I don't remember. I don't think so. No. We, I think the last time we see the cocaine is when that guy, like, damn near stabs his hand. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, oh, in the bag. And he, like, plunges the knife into the bag. And, and I saw that. And I was like, oh, God. Just... Like, the cocaine really doesn't play a part in it at all. No. They just reference it in songs and stuff. But yeah. that biker scene, the song starts playing. And it's like, bikers by day, ninjas by night. I'm like, okay, why the fuck not? Sure. Let's go with it. Why not? Whatever. And I was like, man, this could be good. This could be so bad it's good, but it was just so bad it's bad. It was just bad. And I'm watching it and I'm like, it might be cool to go to ninja camp. I mean, that's what they're doing, right? They're at ninja camp. <laughs> they're they're at Miami Ninja Camp, yes. Um that's not Miami. That's probably more towards uh Titusville. Now, didn't you say that was a park here? That was a park here in Orlando, Greg. Like you recognize the, the, the park? The end fight. Yeah, I forget the name of the park, but it was definitely a park in Orlando. Um, now, guys, we might get shut down for this, but because the Orlando Tourism Board is not going to be super happy with me talking about this, but Orlando has a really bad ninja problem. They just don't <laughs> talk about it on the news because they they don't want people like you know they, you bring your families to Disney and you're fine, but if you go outside of the Disney Universal area, no, you're likely no no no. To get stabbed or a, a ninja star to the face. No, it's just 
I, I think it's more like come to Orlando, don't go to Miami, but watch out if the ninjas come after you. They're from Miami. They're not from Orlando. No, we got plenty of shirtless fat guys with chains. <laughs> I think the, and the tourism board student. got to the tourism board got to Jimmy already. Yes, the, the, all of the ninjas come from from Miami. They're definitely not Orlando ninjas. I gave up on this movie in about fifteen minutes, and then for the rest of the movie, it was just <laughs> trying to identify where they were. I'm like. Oh, Magnolia. I could totally picture after 15 minutes, Jimmy just sitting in his couch, slumped down, going, Why did I pick this movie? Basically, the, the last half of the movie, he just formulated a, for, a letter to us apologizing. My fiance <laughs> looks over and she goes, You're the one who picked it. He's <laughs> like laughing at parts that shouldn't be funny, but they are because they're so poorly acted. Like Jeff, no, Jeff was the the dude with the thick mustache the yeah. the girl's brother who was jealous of her dating men it was a yeah. very weird way they explained it she was like oh he's I, just jealous. like he's an ex-boyfriend or something and then I he and the then he gets killed he, and she's just like oh yeah well okay he just he kind of said it yeah the the weirdest scene that that i kind of was like well what just what just happened was the scene where they were in the um, I don't even know what to call it like the the they were waiting for him like where the oil rigs and everything were and the Taekwondo students were like split up and they were chasing people down or whatever and he got that one that one little mousy guy who like jumped up behind the hill and was like hiding hiding oh, yeah, hiding yeah. and then he beat everybody up and the mousy guy like jumps out and does like this dance shit with like the mullet yeah yeah the one guy that got- and then the dude just kicks yeah. him and I was like the. F- the one that? dude they got from Bithlow. Yeah. Speaking of, I was trying to remember if I think, Rob, this was the movie where everyone had poor dental hygiene, correct? Did they? Was this the movie we were talking about where like people were like missing teeth in every scene? I believe this was Oh, it. yeah, all the bikers and shit. Oh, yeah, like right. we the bikers, in the, the, in the, the, lead, the lead dude had a messed up grill, like the tall, lanky guy that was like the boyfriend. He had a messed up grill. Mm-hmm. Uh the all the bikers there so there's a biker scene where they were actual bikers like they literally strolled up to a bunch of bikers and like we film a scene here and they just gave them a bunch of beer and like all of them had various parts missing i'm uh, Mm -hmm. and there was definitely the worst boobs i've ever seen in my life (laughs) Mm -hmm. yeah um, frightening i'm i no longer like boobs which is sad relatively certain that was filmed at miller's ale house it looked like there it. was a scene that you can see above the pool table. One of the uh, decorative lamps that they have. It says Miller's across it. Ah. Um, yeah. Interesting. They, yeah. There's a Orlando's lot of recognizable finest. locations. Yeah. If, if you're from Orlando, yeah. Like me after 15 minutes, you're like, okay, I know that street. All right. That's park Avenue. Oh, Hey, look, I've been there. Oh, that's church street. And that was about it for me. And then the rest of the movie, I was, UCF, there's downtown Orlando. There was uh, the rest of it. I was just trying to figure out where that restaurant was. That someone did figure it out. It might be on four thirty six. It does not exist anymore. Oh no, that's a shame. Yeah, not because of the movie. I don't think. Actually, <laughs> no, we're not sure. I think I know. I think. That, I think. 
I'm going to find that. I know where that was. Go ahead. Yeah. So, uh, well, I guess I'll never eat there. I don't know that I will ever watch this again. I will never watch this movie again. I And if somebody suggests it, I will probably be like, "No, I'm I'm going to I'm going to go stab forks in my eyes probably because it'd be better than watching this again. If anyone were like, "Hey, let's go to the Indian and watch this showing. It's going to be really fun." I'd walk out in about 10 minutes and just spend the rest of the time at Eden Bar. Uh, mhm. It's just bad. The dialogue, man, you talked about the, the scene where they go to uh, and the little mousy guy jumps out to the wherever the hell they went. I don't know. But they're, uh, the tall guy is walking with Jeff's sister and he's like, oh, you never talk about your family. And she's just like, oh, well, see, my dad divorced my mom when I was really young. And then he moved away and then he died after that. And then my mom died and like I'm just like, God. <laughs> <laughs> that really set the tone for how the dialogue in the movie was going to be. Yeah. Just bad. Yeah, was, I'm yeah. sorry. I I mean, I thought this was going to be fun. I thought it was going to be good. It. I thought it was going to be good in a bad way, but it was just... It was just bad. bad. The, uh, the restaurant is... On Central and OBT. It's now a liquor slash convenience store. Does it still look like that on the outside? Probably. That's not exactly the best place to hang out. So, uh, yeah, let me uh, go to my notes here. The beach scene where you're trying to, where they're trying to endear oh, no. these characters Mm-mm, didn't work to you. And one, they are driving on the beach, so it had to be Daytona. And in a convertible, like a, I think my mom actually used to have that kind of car, uh, leading out and like yelling at all the girls in late eighties bikinis. Um, all of those women are someone's mom now and they're oh, leaning out of there. It might be someone's grandma now. That's true. Uh, they're saying one of them uses the pickup line. They don't make buns like that down at the bakery. Mm. And that's, these are the heroes. Also, they're trying to speak fake French to try to pick up women. And they also do the thing where they, th- where they toss the guy into the bikini clad sunbathers where he is. Oh no, I'm unable to get up kind of person. So the beach scene was the really probably this, at the point where Jimmy's like, yeah, this sucks. Cause that was about 15 minutes in. Yeah. It was just like, Oh <laughs> man. The, uh, I did like the fact that there were motorcycle ninjas. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> there was that. That was good. All right, Mr. Silver Lining. Now, I know Rob has taken many a class on gun safety and is very good with gun safety. And we both <laughs> the noticed the fact just that. Walk around like this. The, the cop. So there's a, I found something funny about that or else I wouldn't just be randomly bringing it up. The, the, we both mentioned the fact that when the cop gets out of the car, he's pointing the gun at his partner. Mm-hmm. That guy's actual cop. <laughs> the, the actor playing the cop was actually a cop. Oh my God. And which is, they literally said that that's like the first thing they teach police officers is to weapon safety. 
And for some reason, I guess he was so excited that he was going to be in this super awesome ninja movie that he completely forgot the first thing he taught. It was just waving his fake, possibly Can fake you imagine gun? imagine if right at his actually encountered a group of biker ninjas? His hand would have gotten it was off a movie. Yes. Yeah. Now, the... <laughs> The other one of the other things I saw that actually made me laugh is he said uh, YK Kim, of course, as Jimmy said, is now very successful. Um, he did open up a Taekwondo center in 1978, and as if you listen to the the commentary on the the DVD, which I didn't listen to, no, but I, I didn't read it. <laughs> it says the, the the city of Orlando has been completely crime free ever since 1978 as a result of his school. Shit, yeah, man. <laughs> everybody in Orlando, if y'all didn't know about this, we all know Taekwondo. We do. Taekwon, Taekwon, Taekwondo. Yes. Why can't Taekwon don't? We do. When you move to Orlando, you get a welcome package that has a couple of Psy in it. <laughs> and some YK Kim instructional videos. <laughs> <laughs> you have to pick which color bandana welcome. you want and which ninja weapon you want to master. Here's your Dragon Sound sampler disc. <laughs> I got the bow staff and the purple yeah, bandana. So, some of the most cringeworthy moments from this were the, uh, the, perf- the performances. Where at least I wrote at least mustache was trying. Uh, <laughs> YK Kim, he's also successful now. He's like an actual producer. Oh yeah, YK Kim is jumping yeah. around with this guitar. The straps hanging off of his shoulder. He clearly has never seen anybody like play guitar. Or, I mean, I can fake a guitar. How could you fake guitar that bad? Is is what I'm trying to say. Oh, yeah, oh the, God. Oh, and, and building off of that, man, the where they're having the conversation after their their workout or whatever, they're sitting on the the commons area at UCF or wherever it is, having a coke, and the guys like, oh man, you know what I'm thinking about? It'd be really cool if while we're next, we're playing our next gig, and and Tim rips off a sweet guitar solo, and then we like start breaking boards. Yes. <laughs> Holy shit, yes. Holy shit, please. I did like the second concert that they show where it does turn into a bit of a uh, a karate uh, showcase. Exhibition. Sorry, yeah, it does right in the middle of the concert. Uh, these guys, the, the heroes of the show, apart from being womanizers and fairly lame and older than they should be to go to UCF. Uh, oh, yeah. They are five five best friends who all live together. They're all orphans. They all attend UCF together. They train together. They're in a band together. And, of course, they are forced into a confrontation with a rival band, poorly dressed gang members, and drug-dealing motorcycle-riding ninjas. That's, and that's quite the, the group bonding experience. And I'm wondering why we've never had to fight any motorcycle-riding ninjas. They always, always look like they just got out of the shower together. Well, the one, like I said, he was wearing a towel. towel. The one guy's <laughs> always got his pants undone. Just everything, everything about this movie was just bad. It was mm-hmm. wrong. And I, I mean, like from start to finish. And and I even pointed it out to Greg, like in all of the fight scenes, it wasn't until like the last 20 minutes of the movie 
that any of the good guys actually took a punch. Mm-hmm. Like yeah. they got into that one street brawl where the five of them took on like 50 dudes and none of them took on a punch. Church they beat the crap out of like 50 guys on church street and nobody got yeah. hit. I'm mm-hmm. like, are you, are you kidding me? Come on. Yeah. The, and, and the other thing you pointed out, which was interesting is both of the, there was two, there was like almost like a mini boss battle and then a final boss battle, which would be the, the, the bully brother guy and then the ninjas mm-hmm. and both of them ended really like with no gusto. They were just, eh. yeah, no, they like, were anticlimactic. Well, that was anticlimactic. Yeah. yeah. I mean, there was even a, the, the guy slowly dying, the one, the guy who found his father was dying and they drag him through some water. And we were almost more concerned that these actors were forced to go in this like gum water, gross water. Yeah, than mm. anything w- that was like being shown. I'd be on like, the dude, come on! Like, oh, now my socks are wet. That's what I was thinking the whole time. Like, oh man, that guy's socks must be really wet. Uh, <laughs> and if you've and you guys, a lot of you guys probably have not had this opportunity. If you ever go in water in Florida, like lake water, or whatever, it's it's got this weird warm feel. It's just nasty. Mm-hmm. Swamp water is nasty. It's scummy. Uh, and then. There's the end of the movie, the end tag. <laughs> Did you write? Have you write that yeah. down? Yeah, no, I didn't write it down. But I, there are words to live. This whole movie happens: violence, anger, punching, kicking, whatever. The end tag <laughs> is only through the elimination of violence can we achieve world peace. Yes, <laughs> is, agreed. Like, the we hell need, are we talking? We about? Eliminate violence with violence. Yes. So one, the movie is not about that at all. Two, these college students were straight up murdering people. The only way they were able to eliminate violence throughout this movie is by literally killing everyone that was trying to be violent. Yep. <laughs> so I don't quite know if he decided, you know what? We need to put this tagline on there because I'm really embarrassed about how violent my movie was. <laughs> like, yeah, so that was interesting. Uh, Master, should we do we're that? all dead. <laughs> Chops his head off. Yeah, slice. Uh, do I even need to ask if this movie should be remade or no. have a sequel? Mm. Or should everyone in it be executed? I'm, I'm not going to go that extreme, Craig. Damn. Uh, I didn't. I like the movie. This movie sucks. No, I didn't say it, it shouldn't be remade. It it's had its fifteen minutes again, um, or it, it's had its fifteen minutes. It's it's just okay. Well, Should our listeners watch it? I mean, maybe if they've they're having a party and Rob just disconnected his neck by shaking his head. No, if they're not if they know. Make what's a drinking form. game out of it. I don't know. Every time something emotional happens. You can be curious about stuff, and your curiosity can lead to the experience that I had. Um. (laughs) Totally sounds like like the first time you had a homosexual experience or something. (laughs) (laughs) And it could could lead to the experience that I had. (laughs) Very, very unpleasant. (laughs) 
That's like a experience. <laughs> oh, it's a bad time. It's a very bad time to take a drink. <laughs> it's your fault, man. Uh, I was spraying my computer with like Earl Grey tea. <laughs> Thank you, Rob. Okay, yeah. Okay, well, I think that covers mm. this movie. Uh, so, Jimmy, go ahead and ask the question. All right, guys. So, based off our conversation that we had previously, based off of more of our television conversation than this movie, because you can't pull anything that makes any kind of sense out of this one. Uh, we're going to do movies or television shows uh, that have mysteries that um, were not addressed or solved in the film and that we uh, we never want to see solved. So, for example, uh, I tell you what, I'll just go ahead and go first and we'll uh, set the tone here. So, What's in the box? Sorry, what's in the briefcase? Uh, what's in the box? Yes. Obviously, the answer to that question is Gwyneth Paltrow's head from Seven. I am not talking about that movie. The briefcase from Pulp Fiction. We yes. never do find out what is in there. My number four uh, mystery or uh, ending that is left open to interpretation is going to be the gray. Now That's a good one, one could assume okay. that Liam Neeson meets his end. Now, how many of the wolves he takes with him, if any, that's the question that I have. Uh, number three, the end of inception was Cobb sleeping or not. Mm -hmm. Uh, there are theories on how to tell, theories that he is awake or not. Uh, I thought it was a very good ending to that. Number two, the three seashells from Demolition Man. All circles. Circling the drain, folks. Um, never explained how they're used. Never should. Never should. <clears throat> and number one... Is Deckard a replicant? Mm. Now, Blade Runner, the original, um, I don't think it's a, it's an answer we really need uh, mm -hmm. for that movie to be any better than it was. Not necessarily. Now, yeah, Hollywood has had a recent string, as Rob will let you know, of remakes and sequels and trying to explain things that shouldn't need to be explained. And we've, I think we've all noticed this in watching older movies from the eighties and nineties where they just let the movie happen. They don't feel the need to explain it. And then with all the prequels and things like that, everything has gotten explained. So we were, I'm always a little worried on certain things. So that's where this question sort of came from. Mm -hmm. I do have, one that didn't quite make the list because I think it needs to be explained and it's a cool story. So I'll talk about it real quick. Uh, there is a comic book in which uh, a, it's called the closet doors or the doors. And there is right. Scarlet Morrison. Witch. 
Yeah. So the Scarlet Witch, you know her from the movies, but in the comic book, at one point, she basically erased or just or somehow went nuts and killed all the Avengers and then brought them back. And at one point, and one of them being Hawkeye that came back, and at one point, you kind of realized that she was the one that did it because you didn't know that. And there's a scene where Hawkeye opens up some doors. The His face looks sort of illuminated. He looks shocked. It is written by a guy named Brian Bendis. He looks shocked as if there was something huge and scary and terrifying in set, behind said doors that is going to be world-breaking. And then Bendis moved on to write other things and never explained it. So it's one of those ongoing you know, controversies or things like in comics. And this was uh, you know, 10, 15 years ago. So it's never going to get back <laughs> it to what it is. Professor X standing up to pee. It was. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you can stand? So that's that's the one that should be explained. But nine, number five is the seashells, which we talked about. On his hands. Number four. Uh, I don't think The Walking Dead should ever explain why there's zombies. I don't want to see a virus hmm. get out. Okay. Or, you know, seance. They're going to try. I hope not. Uh, number three, the Deckard thing. Or Deckard, as I screwed up earlier. <laughs> Number two, the Joker from, uh, what is it, The Dark Knight? Mm-hmm. What happened to his face? I was a little worried when watching that movie the first time when he started telling the story. I was like, oh man, did you really have to do that? And then the next time he tells a different story, and the next time he tells a different story, and it's like, oh, nice, I see what you're doing there. Just absolutely awesome. Number one, who is the thing at the end of the thing? That is my number one thing that they should never, ever explain if they do a sequel or a remake or whatever, the point of the movie is that we don't know. Mm-hmm. 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 Very well done. There are some, there are some good ones there. Um, <clears throat> I guess I'll go ahead and do mine. Um, I think at number five, I'm going to do the uh, FedEx box from Castaway. Very good. I, I, I don't think they should ever explain what was in the box. It's a Swedish-made penis enlarger. A dildo. That's a dildo. That's not my she, baby. She was waiting for it. Um, at number four, I'm going to put the, the seashells from Demolition Man. Don't ever explain what that's what that's for. I, I, I think it's great for people to try and figure it out or, or whatever. The uh, quite the uptick in injuries. If they explained it <laughs> at number three, I will probably put the, uh, the original classic 12 angry men, the black and white film. Mm-hmm. The, the one guy is convinced that he didn't do it. The other guys are convinced that he did do it. He slowly sways them, but at the end of the movie, they never reveal whether or not he actually was guilty or innocent. And that was actually something that the directors did on purpose. They, they ended it. They ended it before or without explaining anything as to whether or not he actually did it. So that, that should never be because that movie is, that movie is great all on its own. Um, at number two, I'm going to put I'm going to put the Joker scars 
I, I liked what they did with the in the Dark Knight series mm-hmm. where they kind of like left you guessing as to how he actually got the scars. And at number one, I got to go with uh, with um, <clears throat> both of your number ones were so good. I think I have to bump the FedEx box and slide everything down a spot because I think I've got to put Deckard at number two and then the thing at number one. Okay. We swayed Rob. You did. I was gonna. I was just gonna do the thing. My, the thing was gonna be my number one, but I had totally forgotten about Deckard from Blade Runner. They didn't explain it in the no. second one. That's what you walk away from the first one. You're like, I mean, he probably was, but um, shit, um, I don't know. I don't want to know. Yeah. Nice. Rob, tell us what we're watching next week, and then take us out of here. Next week, I think we're going to talk about a wonderful little cartoon movie from my childhood. I believe it was released in 1982. It in it's uh, one of probably my earlier introductions to the fantasy genre. Um, it's called The Flight of Dragons. It involves dragons and sorcerers and all kinds of stuff. Uh, motorcycle ninjas. There are no motorcycle ninjas. I'm not watching it. I quit. No, yeah, I'm excited I'm for this. I mean, uh, the, the last four freaking uh, movies we did were martial arts related somehow. And and I was actually a little bit surprised when I was like look trying to find some information where this movie was available and whatnot. It has surprisingly high marks for a, for a cartoon movie set or from the '80s. It was in like the sevens, the high sevens. It's like seven star out of ten, four and a half out of five. You know, I mean, it had it had decent marks for a for a cartoon movie from the eighties. I was like, dang! Don't right. ever ask me to watch that heavy metal bullshit. I'm fine. <laughs> <laughs> but if you'd like to wait, if you'd like to weigh in on our conversation from tonight, or even like would like to suggest movie that you would like us to talk about, you can always find us on Facebook by searching for the Give Me Five podcast. You can reach us on Twitter and Instagram at give me five pod, or you can email us directly. Give me five podcast at gmail.com. Please guys. If you've, if you've got an opportunity, leave us a review. It really helps us stand out. It helps other people find us. We're, we're always looking for greater exposure. Tell your friends. <laughs> and they tell their friends. And they tell their friends. Our guest last week just told an entire class of a hundred and something karate students to that. He was on a podcast. So awesome. And they tell their friends. There you go. And they tell their friends. And they tell I think their that friends. was a clean enough episode. Maybe. We also do have a store where you can get all of your sweet Give Me Five branded swag, Give Me Five Podcast at threadless.com, or you can go to our website, Give Me Five Podcast.com, and find the link there. Yes. I uh, we do a affiliate program as well with Squadcast. That is how Squadcast is how we record. You guys have probably heard this before. Uh, we don't sit in the same place. We record separately through the internet. We use a, a service called Squadcast. It's awesome. It's they're really good to their people. They're really good to us. If we have any questions, I mean, they're I've asked questions the in the beginning of an episode and had an answer five minutes later, and we record at night. So. Check out Squadcast. We have an affiliate number. Check it out on our on our uh, website. And uh, I did set up a link tree that you that you'll be able to get to via our Instagram page as well. Excellent. So, 
See you next week when we talk about animated dragons and unicorns and more awkward experiences that Jimmy had once. And wizards with penis noses. I did notice that in the image, by the way. (laughs) I know you did. (laughs) I was going to comment on it, but I didn't want to ruin your childhood. Go ahead, Jimmy. Good morning, good afternoon, and good penis nose to you. child is banging on the door one moment it's 10 o'clock yeah what is what is his kid still doing his kid's like two it gets later and later oh my god you're heavy hi hi i don't think he can hear us no he can't hear us there he goes I'm out. hi ethan hi hi doing? Uh, <laughs> we're recording a podcast yep. but not right now apparently okay would you like I, i'm your new teacher this is what you're to do do whatever you want thank you heck yeah free period Woo! can i eat chocolate before bed yes yes well thank you Bye. Bye. And, Bye. Good night. And don't let my dad bat you around. Bat you around. <laughs> Boss you around. Okay. Go away, close the door. Love you. Sleep well. That's why I left my previous job. Exactly. Oh, he can hear us now. But looks like Jimmy is about to get murdered. He might be. Oh no, Susie's back there. Okay. Looked like she scared the shit out of him, too. (laughs) (laughs) Did she scare the shit out of you, Jimmy? (laughs) Oh, the way you snapped around and looked looked like she scared the crap out of you. He's muted. But anyway, okay. So, yeah, he was... uh,